have just entered the building with your boys, King and Sane. Welcome to Shop Talking Random-ish, where conversation rules the nation and no topic is off limits. You know, this ain't nothing but healthy conversation. Now welcome your hosts, Rick King and Will Sane. Greetings, 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 Earthlings, Internets, Worldwide Web, ATL, Shouty, everywhere you may be trying to get to be at there, this is Talking Around the Mish with your boys King and Sane. I am Rick Kane. And of course, if you hear my ver- voice first, that means you're not hearing Will's voice first. Um, He's on his way, maybe in traffic, doing whatever it is he does about this time. But hopefully he's on his way, hopefully he is safe, um, and on his way here. Um, the lovely Starlight is also not in here with us, but we will be getting back to her momentarily. But I do have my man, G. What up, G? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm good. We also got my man, my main man, family in the building. Don, what's good with you, my brother? Hey, brother, feeling good, man. Six feet above instead of six feet down. Hey, man, that's always a good thing to be, you know? Always. Always a good thing to do, be breathing. Even though yes, breathing sir. some of this stuff out here in this world might not be so good, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still good to be breathing. It's good, it is. But before we kick this thing off, I need to do something right quick, so bear with you, boy. Well, this calls for a celebration. Yes. Let's have some Kool-Aid. That is for the lovely Starlight, who graduated with her master's this past weekend in teaching. So I just want to celebrate Miss Starlight and uh, salute to her for all that she's done. Big salute. Big salute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think... I think her master is in teaching, and I'm sure I'm doing that all wrong. And um, I hope. Oh, so that's why she's not there. She's still celebrating. Yeah, she's still getting us. And and they started, and she started school this week. So I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she's doing the the whole digital learning. Her school is digitally learning thingy. So I'm sure things are. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to trying to get her mentals back together. Yes, Gotta protect sir. your mentals. Hey, Just man. Your chicken and your mentals. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, these chickens will make you <laughs> go mentally. <laughs> 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 oh, that might be the realest thing Beast Mode has ever said. Bro. Hey, man. Hey, man. You got to keep keep your eye on your chickens, man. And, and, uh, <laughs> since, since March, well, these chickens look like they, the lack of chickens, look, the loss of chickens. <laughs> Looking like some boneless wings, boy. Uh, hey. <laughs> Real boneless. Hey, them little bitty hey, wings that you get, them spots where they give you them little bitty. <laughs> them J.R. Cricket. Boy, oh, I'm sorry, hey, J.R. Cricket. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> My bad. No, 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 no. It depends on which JR Crickets you go to, for real. You right, you right, you right. <laughs> yes, because some, boy, they, like, they, 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 they trying to look like, they trying to go au natural with the food. They feed I they know, trying. right? 
<laughs> like one piece at a time. <laughs> hey man, shout out to Jr. Creek. They got the best flavors, but man, depend like you say, depending on where you go. Yes, sir. Boy. Hey man, I remember you, playing you, the Friday You need a thirty here. piece to get four. Yeah, bruh. Bruh, but one of my favorites one down there on I think North Avenue, right downtown yep. with Lee here. Boy. Yes, sir. Boy, but you gotta get there because it's a show going on down there now. Is it? Boy, it's a show going on down there now. Yes, sir. They got the, they got it, it, uh, Okay, pre Rona, it was a show going on down there. Yes, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah, pre the Rona now. Cause um with this Rona. Woo! Mm. But but a major 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 learn how to cook some chicken wing. I know. <laughs> Trying different but flavors. That, <laughs> he now had to stop, didn't it? Bro, bro, I <laughs> I think I have actually eaten out twice since Smart, and both times it was some chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> both times it was some wing. It, it's just. It, I'm scared, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm for real scared to eat. You scared, out. bro? Yeah. I, hey, I understand. I'm, I'm definitely scared. Hey, let me tell you. Yeah. What, let me tell you what's funny about hearing your voice, Don. On my show. Talk to me. Normally, it's Asa, and I, and I, it, 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 and I, I, I believe y'all are the same person because neither <laughs> one of y'all. <laughs> I can't get neither one of y'all on the show at the same time, so I'm trying to figure this out. Shock G. Shock G and Humpty, you never know. Now, on on Monday nights, I can flip over there and I see two of y'all, and I'm trying to figure out how how that is done, you know? (laughs) Trying to figure out how y'all do that thing, because I see two of y'all, clearly. Clearly. Clearly, I see two of you brothers. You know, a light skinned and a dark skinned brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, them optical illusions, man. Hey, boy, hey, man. Ooh, these, these videos got, got boy. And I'm like, man, I can't ever get both of them at the same time. And then you sneaking in with your voice. So I just, I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out, man. Just trying to figure it out, man. But how have you been on doing the, the this this Rona? How have you been coping? What, what's been your mechanism? What's been your thing to do? Hello? No, we might have lost him. Hard to keep up with both of us. That's all. How, how you how you do that, man? How you do that? Hey, man, it, it, it's hard to keep up with both of us at the same time. At the at the same same time, you know. I can tell. You. I can tell. You. <laughs> I, I can tell. You. And, 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 you know, go, go on in. Just make it do what it do. We just make it do what it do. I can tell you. You, you, you flipping lines on me. You, you, you cutting, <laughs> you cutting out. I'm trying to figure you out. <laughs> Hey man, hey, we finna re, we, we, hey, we finna, finna do this all over again. Okay, okay. Well, this calls for a celebration. Yes. Let's have some Kool Aid. The lovely starlight has entered the building, and once again, I want to celebrate you, man. 
Salute to you, man. On graduating with your master's. And I'll let you tell it because I know I done messed it up. <laughs> you, you got a master's in what? Uh, master's of teaching and education. Oh, boy. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Proud of you. Yes, indeed. Appreciate it. Yes, indeed. And um, how was your first week? Um, it was good. Um, we got a pretty easy teaching schedule, so it works out pretty good. We're only teaching for the hours of 8 to 12, Monday through Thursday, and then um, every day until 1, like from 1 to 4 o'clock, we hold um, office hours. So far, my parents seem to be pretty cool, and the kids have shown up for their Zoom meetings. <coughs> I got a couple of them that have been really in, yeah. One is he's gonna he seems like he's gonna be that one that I'm gonna have to hold the laughter because uh, he's already he knows how to change his name on Zoom. So he during um, their specials, which right now is PE, he decided to change his name to say I love you and wrote in another female uh, student's name. And oh. So I changed it back, and then he decided to change it back to that and i was like dude stop changing your name then by the end of the day he was just sitting in a wife beater um and then what was it yesterday at by the end of the day he just had his shirt up i was like no one needs to see your chest sir <laughs> like it's just like this is not what we're gonna do but i mean he's been paying attention so i can't get mad at him because he's at he's um, participating everything it's just like Okay, go to lunch. It's okay. I know you're you're probably done for the day. Go to lunch. I'll see y'all. That sounds like one of Rick's songs right there, but I ain't saying nothing. Else. No, no I, see, see, there you go. <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> no, let me tell you what's funny. My son, my son just put it out that um he say he he told his mama um that he needed thirty new t shirts so he can be um fresh for the first thirty days on Zoom. <laughs> she said she said all right, boy, I got you. Pulled up right up the target. They brought up six packs of them white te- them white Hanes. The white Hanes. <laughs> them white Hanes. This is a get to it. Hey, yeah, but I, 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 I at least mixed in some black, no, some no, navy blue, no, or red. No, that's no, 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 no. no, no. If you're trying to be like wear the fresh T-shirts, yeah. white is the only acceptable color. Now, what I told her to get some of them V-neck, get a couple of V-necks, add a little oh, flavor no. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, there little, you go. A little white V-neck to it. Hey, there you go. But um, somebody just walked in. The barbershop. Good evening, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Oh, we're doing fine. We got State Representative Valencia Stovall. Did I pronounce all that right, ma'am? Yes, you did. You did a great job. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I try. And I'm not good with names, so that's the first thing you need to know. All right. Well, I appreciate that. No, we appreciate you. And um, normally we probably had a whole list of questions and everything, but we don't do questions. But we sure got to ask you about what just went on um here earlier this week and how you feel about um Biden picked Kamala Harris as his running mate for the 2020 presidential election. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm excited. You know, as a, a candidate myself, an independent candidate for U.S. Senate um, for the November the 3rd uh, election, um, it is exciting to see that there will be diversity um, on, on the presidential ticket. And, um, it, and most definitely, um, then that we will have, be able to have an African-American uh, woman being able to be represented um, in, um, in Washington, D.C. Um, is very, very important as well. 
my question is because you hit now, I don't know about your social media, but my social media is either are either hot or cold on her. Um, I got some that say they they that that and the popular phase is she has done more harm to black men than our current president. How do you feel when people when you hear people say things like that? I definitely, uh, you know, everyone has has an, has an opinion. You have some that's going to say that, that, you know, that's politics. So you have some that would say she's, she hasn't, uh, you know, done it to that particular level, or she's not that bad. And some that will say that she doesn't, you know, just like in the in the race that I am, you might have some people that have a different point of view about me running as an independent, uh, and someone, some others would say I'm glad that she's running as an independent. So, you know, I just encourage all the voters, as I have always done, is to research a candidate. And you're not going to find a perfect candidate. None of us are a perfect. Yes. And what you do is you identify those things that resonate to you, that are important to you, um, that you can live with. Uh, and so I just suggest, you know, when they look at whether they um, appreciate or are glad that she's the vice president pick or not, it's one of those things that she has done and that you see that she is going to do as being, you know, supporting in that vice president role, that's going to resonate to you as a voter. Um, and so that's my answer. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And now, you are running for House, right, uh, to be a, the House? No, I'm running in the U.S. Senate. So in the U.S. Senate. Last year, mm -hmm. Senator Eisenstein uh, retired from his um, senatorial seat. Yes. And uh, and so when he retired, the governor had to make an appointment, but the people have to decide who they want to represent them in Washington, D.C. Okay. So I'm running for the seat for his unexpired term of two years, and it's a special election, but it will be held on November the 3rd. Okay. Now my question is, um, for us, Layman's, uh, what is the difference between being independent as opposed to being Democrat as opposed to being a Republican? What does being a a independent question. mean? Okay. Yes, uh, independent just means that I'm not loyal to a particular party. Um, I value both um, those values of the Democratic Party and same thing as Republican Party, but being an independent means I'm able to think independently. And the issues that we are fighting for and we're talking about even now during COVID-19 are people issues. They are not Democratic issues. They are not Republican issues. So I have decided to run as independent. Um, I have decided to run as independent um, because I'm going to focus on what the, what the needs are of the people and be a champion for all Georgians and not because you're a part of a particular party. Okay, um, I guess just for anyone of our listeners that are listening that might be more so, um, uh, I guess more so um, knowing like the people of, of the actual two, the, our main two parties, who else are you running against? Well, uh, as, as a rule in politics, when you're running, you don't name your uh, opponent's name. I, you know, definitely if you put in U.S. Senate, and um, Senator Eisenstein's seat, um, you would definitely be able to pull up the other candidates. I just focus on my candidacy 
Um, and they can go to my website at GoSnowball.com. I've been a state legislator for eight years, and I've worked both sides of the aisle. and been very successful um, with working both with Democrats and Republicans today to pass meaningful legislation. One particular thing that has definitely helped my county that I represent now in Clayton County was about $45 million uh, to our county in a grant to help offset um, sales tax, jet fuel tax that we were going to lose because of a federal aviation ruling um, that came down on Clayton County and some other counties across the state. Okay. Um, what, which part of, I guess, the government will, um, will this seat be um, a part of? I guess, like, you know, which committees and things like that. Okay. So um, in the United States, we have... 100 senators that represent us in Washington, D.C. And there are two senators from each state um, that are elected by the people to, um, to represent them um, in Washington, D.C. on passing on legislation and policies. And so you have the um, House of Representatives where we have 14 congressional seats. So you have 14 individuals that represent Georgia. And then you have two senators that represent Georgia. So the position that I'm vying for as a candidate is one of those two seats um, in Washington, D.C. And when elected, I will be the first black and the first black female to be elected from the state of Georgia as a U.S. senator. This, I'm going to go ahead and put that salute out there to you, ma'am. Um, my question is, you have done a great job. I'm looking at your accolades. Um the boards that you serve, um, your achievements. When we talk to, when I talk to black folk about getting out and vote, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we, I mostly tell them about voting on the local level because that's where the change can really, where you can actually see change. You've done a great job on that level. Why are you leaving? Or wanting to leave that level? A very good question. So, um, being that I've been there eight years, I've been able to see where we really have been only putting bandages on issues on the state level. And that the real solution has to come from Washington, D.C. One prime example is what we've gone through now with COVID 19. Um, there are funds and resources that need to be set down from the federal government down to the state and even on the local level as well. And it's tied up between two parties uh, trying to decide, you know, what's going to be that, that amount between that $1 trillion and $3 trillion. And so I want to be able to use the experience that I have gained um, as a legislator and also as a small business owner, uh, which is another issue that many small business owners face during COVID-19 by not being able to um, participate and the EIDL loans, the pay payroll protection, because of the classification of a small business being 500 employees or less. So taking those experiences and my success with working both across the aisles to um, get things done, and that's why I decided to run um, for the U.S. Senate seat. So I didn't have any opposition uh, for this upcoming election uh, when I decided to run, so it wasn't that I needed to, uh, that I was scared I was going to have opposition. That wasn't it. Um, I just saw that there's a bigger picture and it's a bit greater uh, opportunity to be able to bring the resources back 
One thing that we don't have and I have not seen in Georgia is I call it double A, awareness and access. Uh, when you're not aware of what's going on um, on the federal level, you don't know what resources are available, and then you don't know how to have access to it. So you can be aware and don't have the access. Are you still there? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you had cut off. Okay, okay. Now, um, I noticed um, when I was reading through that you, I guess, ran for this position as a Democrat. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So what made you make the switch to become independent? Well, you finished with your question. Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. What made you make the, the, the switch to become an independent? And a, a, a why did that being an independent serve you better? Okay. So I mentioned earlier about uh, running as an independent. Um, I've been able to work, you know, as, in the Democratic capacity. I've also been able to work with uh, my Republican counterparts as well. And like I said, that uh, we've been putting band-aids on issues. And running as an independent allows me to really be a champion for all of Georgia and not just for, because of a particular party and having to be loyal. Because a lot of times, many people don't know that um, some votes you have to make end up being because the party leadership or the party said, hey, you need to vote this particular way. And it's like that on the Republican side as well. And I've seen through all those eight years that sometimes I have not voted with my party because the issues are people issues. And I've had to stand out just for the people that I represented um, at that particular time that I knew that that was what was best for me and best for me, the people that I represented. So that's why I decided to run as an independent. Normally, just so that the listeners would know, normally when you run as an independent, you have to because it's not a recognized party. We don't have a, a party chairperson, a party vice chair. You don't have any of that. And so normally what happens, there are only two parties that are recognized in Georgia. And if you want to run as an independent, you have to obtain so many percentage of signatures based on uh, how many people voted in the last election. But because this was a special election, that requirement was waived. And so we call it a jungle election. And that's why it was not a primary as well. My next question is, I guess, maybe kind of different. The political system, to me, is very flawed. Um, a lot of black folks think that the, the Democrats are for us. And they, they, they seem, a lot of them seem to cater their votes toward the Democrats. But over the last few elections that I've seen that don't that's that haven't been so true. What do we need to look for when we start picking and when I say we I mean black folk. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like we're the ones that are being lost in the shuffle. What do we need to start looking for instead of going with the party affiliation 
what do we need to look for when it comes to our our self-interest or what's going to benefit us as a community? Okay. And you you said the key word, which is interest. And so uh, as, as black people, you definitely should not look at the party. You should look at the issues that are important to you. And everybody might not have the same issues that are important to them. And that's when you research candidates to find out. Uh, you research the candidates to find out um, what are their stance on different uh, topics. And you're not going to agree 100%, and I'm not saying that. I would never say that. Uh, but you find that, you know, a close percentage of what they are saying that they want plan on doing, you look at their track record of what they've done in the past, because that does determine a lot of what they can maybe do in the future. And so that's my advice to anyone that's not familiar with all the ins and outs of politics, because a lot, it changes all the time. But one thing that does not change, and that's those issues and how people stand on those issues. And that issues are people-related, they are not party-related. And if nothing else that I can resonate to your audience is, don't be so committed to a party that your interests get left on the sideline and it's not as important uh, because of whoever you're looking at that you want to vote for because they have a D or R by their name, but that's not who's going to be at your best interest. You want someone that's going to go, in this case, to Washington, D.C., that's not afraid to fight for what I know and believe is right, that has a listening ear to what the people are saying and not by what my party tells me to do. And you will find that happens a whole lot more than you all can ever imagine. My last question for you is, when the governor of the state of Georgia and the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, well, when the governor of Georgia decided to sue the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, how did that make you feel politically? Well, as a state representative um, that represents, um, even though I'm elected for my district, but I have to be concerned about the entire state, uh, it was disturbing to me because, number one, uh, we're dealing with something that's unprecedented uh, with it being COVID-19. And if you're going to sue one city, you should sue all the cities um, that had a mandate on mask wearing. That's number one. And, 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 and I'm glad you said that because I work in the city of Decatur and those signs are out there posted. And and that was my biggest question. Why is he just suing Mayor Keisha and not suing the city, the Decatur mayor or the other uh, the other counties and city mayors that were doing the same thing? Well, I can tell you, this is my opinion. And it is that. You're in the election year, and you're in a major election year, general election for presidential uh, election, and, of course, down the ballot, other um, positions. And so it becomes a party against the party. So when, um, when the governor sues the city of Atlanta, the city of Atlanta is the city capital. Atlanta is our capital city. So whatever you can do to a city capital, you can just about maybe able to get away with it for the rest of the um, of the state. The second part I wanted to make is that that was our taxpayer money 
being spent unnecessarily, especially when you have people that have not collected unemployment claims. People are still looking at being evicted, their lights and gas and all of this. And you waste our taxpayer money, which is wasted on the state level because the attorney general has to represent the state of Georgia, which is the governor. And then you had the city of Atlanta mayor's, uh, the mayor's office, their attorneys had to represent the city of Atlanta. That still was taxpayers' money. That was the city of Atlanta taxpayer money, and then the state of Georgia taxpayer. So actually, the city of Atlanta taxpayer paid the money twice because you paid for the Atlanta and then for Georgia. And I think that that was unnecessary uh, for him to do a, a, the wrong usage of power. And even with some of the executive orders that he has done are uh, the wrong of his abuse of power. And so I want it's other stuff that goes along with it. Uh, but I'll leave that there that I definitely did not agree. Uh, we could have used that money to be able to help support the people that, we, that are in need right now. I concur. Well, I want to thank you, State Representative Valencia Stovall, for joining us and educating us. Um, please tell my listeners and the people out here where they can find your information so they can look you up and, and study you and see what they, if your platform is of their personal interest so we can get you in the up yonder. How do they All find right. you? <laughs> Nigga, go to gostoval.com. It's G-O-S-T-O-V. ALL.com. I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, at Valencia Stovall. I host a live um, show every Friday at 6 p.m. talking about different topics, so definitely tune in. I really appreciate you all on your uh, talk uh, in the barbershop talk um, for allowing me to be on the show and give me a few minutes to talk about the candidacy and also talk about issues going on around the state. Well, um, we would definitely, you part of the family now. We well, definitely would like for you to come back and, 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 and um, explain to, because to me, that's what the barbershop is for. You're going you're gonna to get politics, you're going to get sports, you're going to get current events. And I definitely would love for you to come back into the barbershop and, 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 and tell us more about what's going on, Keep a, keeping us aware of what's going on. And, um, just keeping us educated. Yes. And most definitely, um, even coming back um, probably before, if I can, before uh, early votes start um, October the 12th, um, the last day to register to vote in November elections, October the 5th. And there's a lot that's going on with the absentee ballot request and making sure that you're mailing them in or how to go and turn them in at the um, different polling precincts. And also, if you decide to go in person, it's important to make sure that you all check your voting status on mzp.sos.ga.gov. Say that, that one more time. To, Say that okay, one more time, M please. mzp.sos.ga.gov. And that's the Secretary of State website. And you, if you register to vote, you need to check to see if you registered. You would go to that website, put in your information, and it would tell you your polling precinct and all of the, your elected officials, those positions. They won't show you the person's name, but they'll show you all the positions that you qualify to vote for. And that's very important because if the election day comes 
and you didn't know you were purged from the list, which means that if you hadn't voted for a certain thing at least three years straight, you were taken off the voter list unless you went and renewed your driver's license and you said, you know, they always ask you that question, do you want to register to vote? And so then they'll renew your registration. So a lot of people end up getting caught on election day trying to go vote or go to the wrong voting precinct because your vote is not going to count if you go to the wrong voting precinct unless it's a master precinct like they're doing in Fulton County down at the um, Hawks Arena. That's a master precinct. So you can go there if you're in the Fulton if you voted in, if you in Fulton County. Well, once again, we want to thank you. Hold on, hold on. I know we, I said we were going to go. Can we take a quick 16-second break? I have one more question I need to ask you, if that's possible. Yes, go ahead. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming right back. Station ID. Okay. You're tuned into WWE Hankville. AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Welcome, Black. We are Black with State Representative Valencia Stovall. My last question before you go. The primary elections, Atlanta made headlines for not being prepared, for voter suppression, Is the problem fixed, or can we get the problem fixed before this these next group of elections go to? Uh, part of the problems uh, were fixed. Um, some of the um, local county election offices are have been working to rectify those problems. But I will say this: is that if you're a registered voter, contact your county election office and ask them. Um, now, you know, get contact your local county election office and ask them about those problems and situations that they were facing. Many of those issues were that they uh, didn't have enough poll workers. So if anybody's out there that want to be a poll worker, you do get paid, and you will work the polls uh, on election day, or you might can work it during early, early votes. So you contact your local elections office for that. Because the people were not trained in enough time. We had new voting machines, and they weren't trained. And then there were some technical issues going on with the voting machines that they've been working on now. Another thing um, is that some people were going, of course, to the wrong polling precinct. Some of the precincts had changed, and they supposed to have gotten notification. When I say they, that means the voters were supposed to have gotten notification about any changes. So there were a lot that's going on. So my best advice to everyone is either vote absentee by mail or go early voting. Do not wait to November the 3rd to cast your vote because it's going to be probably extremely long lines. And so you usually have almost two weeks of early voting that you can go from in the morning all the way to 7 p.m. if you want to go into the precinct. If not, you can now, I think starting next week, the Secretary of State will have on the website but you can request for absentee application. So you get the application, you fill it out, and then you send it in, and then they're going to mail you the ballot. So the application is not the ballot. That's just you requesting for a ballot. Okay, 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 okay. Once again, please, because like I say, our, our audience is a little different. Yes. Let us know 
your information again where we can find you and look you up and 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 and, and figure out if your policies are in our interest and then this the, the vote and the voter thing is 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 more important to me because i know a lot of people that was like why should i vote right and once we once that mess went on with the last primaries that gave a lot of people like nah dog i'm not finna sit out here and wait for this or you see what's going on why should i vote so please tell them how they can find the find where to vote go um find out if they are eligible to vote please give us that information one more time please man okay so m like mary b like victory p like paul dot s like sam o like oscar s like sam dot g like god a like apple dot c like god o z so that's mvp dot s o s dot g a dot g o z and also i want to make sure you all understand why it's important if you're suffering anything that has happened during uh, COVID-19 i want you to know those are policy makers that decide whether you're going to get your stimulus check or not. If most of the people got their stimulus check, that, that comes from policy. So everything that we're going through with COVID-19, with the health crisis, um, with the small businesses, with school, having to go do distance learning, all of that is affected by policy. And if you don't vote for the right people and the right people don't get in office to be able to represent you for your interests, then you will have a chaos. Uh, with what's going on, what we do, we're dealing with now. So, you know, nothing else, whatever has affected you negatively during COVID-19, that should be enough to make sure that you get out and vote, despite what happened during the primary. Um, that's, that's enough for you to be able to go out and vote. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the information. And um, we will see you at the polls November the 3rd. Or before. Or before. Well, thank you all so very much. You all enjoy the rest of your evening, and please be safe. Thank, thank you, you, and you too. be safe and be careful and stay healthy. Yes, sir. Thank you, and yes, ma'am. <laughs> Rick. Yes, ma'am. I um, wanted to say one thing to our listeners. I was kind of upset. This last Tuesday was the runoff, and... All the hoopla that was going on about a couple of candidates in their seats. I was expecting to at least see a little bit of a line when I went in there. I literally drove up to my polling spot, walked in, voted, walked out. And it's just like, I'm glad that at least enough people did, at least they, they voted the way I did because the two main issue seats did get switched around. Uh-huh. But it's like... Had we not shown up or had things been the way it would it looked based on just the numbers you saw, we could have been stuck in the same situation we had been stuck in for the last 16 years, dealing with this same person who was not doing his job. And it's like people, when they say, why should I vote? It's because of situations like that. And it's not always the big elections. Like we said, it's the local ones that count. Yes. But like. Like, this year was different. Everybody's primary got pushed back because, of course, the primaries happened uh-huh. during the major shutdown of the country. But people were getting upset and getting mad. It's like, you can't complain 
if you're not willing to at least get in the fight. Yes, indeed. So it's like even if the person you vote for doesn't win, if you put in a vote, you got a leeway to put in a complaint. But if you don't put in a vote, you don't have you can't complain at all. You What's, just sit there and take it. Well, see, and that's that. That's a lot of the problem. Uh, most, well, a lot of people only go out to vote for the big one. Yeah. And so, but like I say, we, if if nothing else, this Rona, and with you know what, uh, with with on with um George Floyd, has made you see that things need to happen on a lot lower of a level. So hopefully more people are going to show up and sh for these these primaries because that's where you're going to have to get some of these um, DAs out of the here, yeah. these judges out of here, yeah. these sheriffs out of here. Exactly. And usually the judges, unfortunately, the judge seats are one of the hardest seats for people to think about moving around because they're like, oh, they just click through, and those are usually the ones that be like, whoever's in the seat, I'll just click for them. No, if you're in an area that that area hasn't been taken care of or has been hindered by the justice system, why keep that person in? Even if the other person might end up not being a good fit, at least try. Yeah. At least right. give it a chance. Hey, man, we got to do something because um, I think it's – am I on? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I think it's hard for, or there's not a lot of encouragement for people to be informed voters. Yeah. Um, and truthfully and factually informed. Yeah. Not just because emotionally there are a lot informed. Of, there are a lot of, there's, there is some inf misinformation out there, some misleading information. And some people just vote down, or some people maybe historically just vote down the party line. Yeah. Yes. You know, if they... They may vote Democrat all the time, but this Democratic judge or DA that you're voting for, they actually support this issue. Yeah, yes. their and their policies yes. would be more towards you know yeah. more against you and things because like there, that. There are factions within within these, these parties, these political yeah. parties. Yeah. Yes, like someone could be Democrat, but they're like more moderate, mm -hmm. or or if they're or they're all the way to the left. Yeah. Same way on on the Republican side. Or some people may be, you know, 60-40. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, so you really have to. And I believe when whatever state representatives vote or in the Congress or wherever, whatever they vote for, that becomes public record. Yeah. So. All uh, their, their yays and nays. You can yeah, look that up, information you can, can be found as well. So I, people, I, I would encourage people to become more uh, informed voters. If you're voting on, if you're voting for a person based on one issue, yeah, that can def that's problematic. Very me. much so. That's and then, very problematic. And oh, then yeah. even with the issues, when it comes down to reading about what laws are getting passed, read into that because a lot of times the way it's written, if you click yes, it means you're going against it. If you click no, you might not be. Yeah, you know, negating it. It's like in, depending in on how you. it's worded. Like you literally have to sit there and use context clues. And that's you, you know, they put it on the last page. It's a whole bunch of them on the page. Most people just be like, all right, yeah, whatever. Let me get through this. And some of those we need to be looking at. Because it's just like that, that, that can make a break too. Because you might have the person you want voted in. But based on the policy you voted in, their vote doesn't count now. 
Right. Oh yeah, this thing, I mean, is is very intricate. And I think they make it intricate for a reason. To weed out folks that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well what do you, what do you think? Because you, you you alluded to this earlier as far as people who uh who don't vote because they don't like any of the choices. Yeah. Or you know, I some people have said that they're not going to vote because, you know, they won't vote in the presidential election because they don't they don't like either candidate. I'm like, so what what do you what do you are you like not going to vote in that election or are you not going not to picking, vote at all? Yeah. And I've I've had that conversation with friends. I'm like, sometimes I've looked at a ballot and it's just like, I don't want to pick for this section, but. I also don't want to, I don't like leaving a section blank. So kind of at that point, sometimes you might have to go eeny meeny or eh, who's not the yeah. worst. Yeah. But yeah. then, and, see, and, and, and then, I, then I, even I with this. I found myself doing that. I found um, myself doing that. Uh, some people don't like to do that. Like the, oh, like the lesser of two evils. Those are the choices that you have. Yeah. I mean, it's like, unfortunately, it's, there's this no is what perfect we have candidate. Right now. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to, I, you have to pick which one fits the fits the job best. Which one you think is going to, uh, is the one that would help you, that would benefit you personally yeah. or for your community. Well, well I, I mean, lie. there's no perfect. There's no perfect candidate. And that category for the U.S. Department of how to pick a pick a pepper pick a pecker pick a pecker pecker. Yeah, exactly. That look I had that look when I look at it sometimes. This is running from what are you running for? What is that? But you know what yeah. though? The reason why I still like when I come to those di- different departments, I'm like, just in case this is the person they gave the electoral vote to this year, when it is a presidential year, I'm like, no. Um, just in case you wanted to cause you know, they don't tell us this, but the same way they change the designated survivor for yeah. those in Washington, they change sometimes who actually gets those electoral votes once they're in Washington. Well, they, well, so it's yeah. like people be like, oh, well, I'm not voting in the local. Yeah, now you've just messed up who's going to vote for the big guy because we don't really vote that person in. Yeah, yeah. They, we can tell who we yeah, want, but yeah. as we've seen the past, all of the years I've been voting. So the past, uh, what? 20 yeah past 20 years kind of like yeah that whole we the people it's not really where the vote goes it's, it's, it's in, all it's the in, little people in, that in, we the in, people in, put in, in, in that's where the in, vote comes and that's that's my only 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 problem with this whole thing that right there and that's the thing that that, that has you be like man because we're still stuck on an archaic yes. law Yes. Of when it was set up that everybody was spread across 13 little tiny colonies, but it would take forever to get to Philadelphia or forever to get to Virginia that year, depending on it, before they or put it in the, one's place. Also with the, with the Electoral College, the North felt bad, Northern states felt bad for the South because, oh, we have all these slaves that, that don't count, but... But we still want to like have a say yeah. in, and then when in the, the Senate and the House. And then when the West became part of the country, it was like, yeah, oh, the Indian population, the you know Native American population doesn't really count. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in your state, but 
eh, there's not that many people in your state. Yeah, Alaska is the biggest state, and they have two votes, two electoral votes. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, I, I, that's like I, I'm not like fair. I they need to blow the whole thing. We hear about battleground states like Ohio and yeah. Pennsylvania and Michigan. Speaking of, Georgia's purple this year. We're a um, swing state this year, which is weird because it's been a that's long time since we've been a swing state. I don't think we're, that's ever happened. No, it was like we're talking about 70s, like 70s, 60s. Jimmy Carter era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and there he is. Oh, the, yeah. The, the Jimmy D. Carter was the – I was wondering, like, when was the last time there was a – the peanut man. Democratic governor. Speaking I don't of know him, if there was somebody after Carter, but I know Carter was. Speaking of him, good job, Mr. Carter, on whatever it is you are doing, sir. Hey, man. Health keeps hitting you, and you keep fighting it, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, Jimmy Carter has proven to be a, a – because he, he would go down as one of the worst presidents of history. But he yeah. is probably one of the best people and he's a, he actually was a good politician, but the presidency yeah. was not for yeah. him. But overall, like you said, good person, yes, good spirit, good character, How great humanitarian. Exactly, it's he, like better than Ford. Hey man, Ford fell downstairs. That was hilarious. Wow, hilarious that the man <laughs> fell down from Ford. I'm just Ford. saying. I'm he just got saying. Him I mean, Ford wasn't elected VP, and he wasn't elected president, <laughs> and he never he clearly was not going to win the presidency, <laughs> <Yeah>. but. <laughs> What you but he never had, besides like you know him falling down the stairs and then his wife being the reason we have alcohol rehab, he didn't have anything that he did. It was the stuff around him that didn't look good and the reason why he didn't get that's in why at he all. Lost. That sounds like a true boss right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hard work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds so, so, sound like a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sound like Bob, uh, Bobby Bowden. <laughs> yeah, that's sounds pretty much. <laughs> hey, man, let's get to these sports, man. Hey, Don, my first question there to y'all. sports? When did that happen? Man, this, this fight that was supposed to happen the day before my birthday, but it had been postponed to November between Mike yeah. Tyson and Roy Jones. Yeah. I think people are sleeping on Roy Jones. I think people have forgotten that Roy Jones at one time was the – best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. people have forgot that Roy Jones, if it weren't for those last few real fights, would probably be considered one of the absolute best fighters to ever step in a ring. Mm -hmm. I think these people are just looking at this 20-second clip of Mike Tyson doing his thing in this ring, and they really and truly believe that he's going to wipe up Roy Jones. I don't believe that. Am I wrong in my assumption? You're not wrong for your assumptions because Roy Jones was a boxer. Yeah. Mike Tyson is a fighter. Yes. Those are two different spectrums. Tyson is coming in like, I want to kill you. And even to his own admission, he said that he doesn't want to go back to being that type of person because he becomes violent. And I think he has mellowed out thanks to stuff being legal, but, <laughs> but Roy is a boxer in his truest form. It's a, it's a strategy. It's just not checkers for him. So, no, you're not wrong in thinking that he, he will outbox Tyson, but as a fighter, if Tyson catch you, it's over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I guess the thing is what people might see is that 
like what's Roy, how tall is Roy Jones Jr. Like like my height. Uh, that's a good he, question. I mean, he fought in the heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, he got to be at least at least five eleven. So Roy Jones? No, yeah. he ain't that tall. No, I think he probably brought five are talking, nine. Are we talking football and basketball stats? Well, we'll put it like this: Mike Tyson is five ten. Sure. Yeah. Maybe shorter than that. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The thing with 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 Tyson is he fought he fought fighting in the heavyweight division against much bigger fighters who oh, yeah. had the reach on him, who are you know six four, six five, and if they're able to, and the key for thing for him was to get inside yeah. to uh, counter that reach. But with mm-hmm. Roy Jones, if they're look if they're like face to face, oh, he's five eleven. Roy yeah. Jones is 5'11". Yeah. Sure. Okay. So they're, so, so they're about the same height. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, it kind of, I. that's what's why I would arm, give. What's the arms um, wingspan? Yeah. Oh, he's, he has a 74-inch reach. Okay. What's Tyson's? Uh, yeah, I you at the computer? This, this one don't work. Tyson, no. I feel like Tyson got <laughs> short arms. Yeah, because anyway, most so. of his, point, like, if you even look. Because the thing, he has to get close to yeah. be effective. Mm-hmm. And but right. I think that it would still be an advantage for Tyson because the Mike, Mike Tyson the, is 5'10 with a 71 reach. Yeah. The reach isn't going to be as much of an issue as it would be if Roy Jones was 6'4. Yeah. But see, Roy Jones had but even he, though Tyson was able to beat a lot of those guys who were that big. Yeah. But see, Roy Jones made his hay off being a counter boxer also. So he's waiting, he, he, he waited for you to make your mistake. And and, mm-hmm. Ty- and Tyson being a, be I think a, what the term a is a swarmer. Yeah. Yeah. He walks you down. Jones isn't going to have that kind of. It isn't. He doesn't going to have the wait time. Well, see. Well, I mean, well, they're over, they're both over fifty. So yeah, I mean, maybe come on, they'll, they'll both they'll have the time. <laughs> but, fifty, fifty going to show up in this fight. <laughs> I get. I keep looking at it. I, I do keep looking. I admit, I keep looking at it in terms of when they were in their prime. But I think it's not. If they were seriously fighting, it would be. It's not going to be as. It's going to be a tougher fight for Roy Jones, only because Tyson has fought bigger guys, and now he's fighting someone closer in size to himself. But Roy, jo- but <laughs> I, well, when Roy Jones won the heavyweight, but it was against Joe, what, Joe Royce or John Ro- Royce. But I just. Ah. I think that people are sleeping on Roy Jones, and that's that's because I'm not I'm not disrespecting Roy Jones. Yeah, a lot of y'all are disrespecting. I'm not disrespect, No, I'm not disrespecting. <laughs> I'm saying the, the I'm looking at the matchup itself. It's gonna I've be a good Roy match. I've seen Roy fight several times. It's gonna be a good match. I, but I think though. y'all forgot. I, mean, I know how great he is. I think y'all forgot. But a lot he was of y'all in a forgot. Different division. They should have a so rap battle. So he's fighting different. He's fighting a G, different kind no, of fight. No, they should have a rap G, battle. G, 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 how much money you got on Tyson? Because that's what you talking like. Yeah, he is your ear. He didn't want to Can I get some of that? It's an exhibition. But see, but oh, see, but Roy Jones, when he okay. went up, in, he went up in four four weight classes. He won championships when in four Roy different Jones weight classes. When Roy Jones Jr. was dominant, it was in the light heavyweight division. Yes. To where there was no one else left. Yeah. So he had to go up to heavyweight. Yeah. I mean, he had success in the heavyweight division, but Tyson has been there in that division the whole time. But he ain't fought in. But neither one. He hadn't fought in how many? When the last time Tyson, Tyson was in the ring? Fifteen years. Good God. And, and, and he's smoking great like now. A year and a half. And he's smoking great right now. Tyson's yeah. smoking great. 
but his body might need it though. His body needs it. That's what I'm saying. His, he his mental those, needs it. He might be one of those people that you know what? This is helping him. We know it's happening because. And have you seen? Did you see some of them interviews? Have you heard um, the one he did with um, Ray, 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 Sugar Ray? Mm. I, I haven't seen that. One. Oh my God! Yeah. He he went into the whole hurting people thing. Started crying. Oh, I've, I've heard. I've heard that. Yeah, that yeah. So he. That's that. That to me is the biggest thing. Is he gonna go back? Is he gonna snap back? I I don't know how you do a boxing exhibition anyway. I mean, are they wearing headgear? Are they wearing uh, tank tops like Olympic, like the Olympics? Didn't I hear something about they can't hit in the head or something? Well, they can't. uh, They can't knock the other person out. It was. I don't know how you can't have a knockout. Yeah, I don't know right. how, how you do that. But it's boxing. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't intentionally do it, it's a possibility it could happen. I, I it's it's a fight. How do you, how do you like, fight how, halfway? How is this an exhibition? How do you go half speed? How do you, yeah, how do you box halfway? How do you do that? You can't. Yeah, that's not. I know Tyson can't. And no, I don't, Honestly, see, I don't see Tyson being able to go halfway. That's not good for either one of them, just based on. Except the, against Buster Duggan. <laughs> I mean, he once you hear that bell anymore. ring, something yeah. takes over. Yes, yes. Once that bell rings, yes, uh, exactly. Once that bell ring, yeah, that's it. Exactly. I still say they should have a rap battle. Uh, wow. That should, wow. The, that should be the that should be the lead up. Wow. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Roy ain't rapping. <laughs> Lord, please tell me he ain't rapping nothing now. <sighs> but, maybe, maybe prison. But Don, let's get to why you here, my brother. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Uh, we gonna have football this year? Uh, yes, we are specifically guaranteed. Specifically, guaranteed. college football. Let's, yes, sir. Let's let's go back to the how this thing started. Um, the Rona came and took over everybody's life. Yeah, and then the the the, the prestigious University of Mohouse College mm-hmm. announced first that they was not going to play football. Oh, who's Clark going to And then after that. Now? The Ivy League pronounced they wouldn't fight. Uh, And then, if I remember correctly, the SWAC and the MEAC pronounced they weren't. Mm -hmm. No classic. But see, after that, don't nobody really care nothing about those particular (laughs) conferences. Hey, the alumni bases of all of those conferences are very strong. No, 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 no. no, Don't get me wrong. As far as like the threat to college football as a whole. That, that, did nobody care? Did nobody care? Nobody, nobody, right. Nobody if the bands could go out there and still perform, we'd be good. We could tailgate <laughs> yes. and go watch the bands and then, you know, call it a day. Hey, let me tell you what I'm really going to miss. That spell house homecoming. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Uh, uh, uh. You could take a break. Hey, when, I, when, the, when, the, when that was first announced, that was my first thing. My first question was, <laughs> what about the Spell House Homecoming? So special. I mean, I, oh, so I was the only one? So I was the only person. Well, I, I've never been. <coughs> so. Greg, Greg, Last time I was there, I, I, was I baby, don't understand so, the magnitude. Uh, Greg, 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 I promise you, in, 20, in 2021, uh, 20, whenever they had the new. <laughs> the, we got to take Greg. That's what you're saying. Boy. Boy, and I got a homeboy. They got the tent. All you can eat and and consume. And boy, mm. just just stand there and watch the day go by. Yes, 
Okay. Now, <laughs> now back to okay. Now didn't nobody care nothing about when they said they was canceled. Correct. Then Notre Dame was in a flux. What are mm-hmm. they gonna do? Because they're independent. But they made provisions for the mm-hmm. mighty Notre Dame. ACC say, hey, boy, we got you. I mean, it wasn't that hard. No, nah, it wasn't that hard. They already had six six of their teams on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Then, right. yeah. then UConn just said, hey. They have football. Yes. Yes, they do. It's a basketball school. Exactly. <laughs> it's important for them to have a basketball season. I don't care exactly. about football. Exactly. I mean, but, 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 they need but see, winter sports, but see, not fall sports. But, when, then a couple of years ago, they was they were sitting at undefeated at one point in the season. Just, yeah, just, they were like, oh yeah, like you guys made, yeah. made an orange bowl. Yeah. Here. So yeah. so so they they have been relevant. Yeah, they've been relevant. But when they said yeah. they was canceling because they are also independent, but did nobody rush out to help them make their schedule? Mm-mm. Well, no. this their one. This their first year as an independent. I was say, when did because they, they just left the AAC. Mm-hmm. With, uh, this just ACC? happened. ACC really? The AAC. AAC. Oh, oh, so they're going independent because the basketball program is going back to the Big East, and there's Correct. no Big East football. No. So for football, well, wait, they're, they're independent. Independent. Where's Boston College? Is that ACC? They're, now? they're, in, they're in the ACC. ACC. But ACC. yeah. So 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 like I say, when they canceled. Didn't nobody say nothing. But now we getting the rumbling. Mm-hmm. Now the rumbling start. Now folks are starting to shake. So then you heard earlier this week or late last week that the Pac-12, who lives in their own world anyway, <laughs> and the Big Ten, the Pac-10 was going to always follow the Big Ten they saying they canceling right. the football. Until spring. Till spring. Correct. Is, is and that, I, it, I, I can see why those two are kind of joined at the hip because those are the two teams that normally play in the Rose Bowl. So yeah. they have a history of, of battles between each other in conference. So those two teams make sense for them to say, hey, we're going to postpone and start playing in the spring. I'm okay with spring football. I mean, I miss fall football. How can you do it? How can you do a spring season? That that's the problem. Herein lies the problem. So the SEC and the ACC. Well, we know the SEC is the king of football. Yes. So they like we don't care what anybody else. Power Five, independent, HBC. We we don't care. We the SEC. We're gonna play football when we play football. So they're going to go ahead with their schedule, and the ACC looks like they're going to join them along with the Big 12. And at this point, Nebraska, who was once part of the Big 12, who's now in the Big 10, uh, you know, they're trying to join up with the Big 12 because they were one of the two teams in the Big 10 that voted to still play. Uh-huh. So they're trying to work out one of those Notre Dame-type things, but hey, let's go back to the Big 12 for this season and so that we can play football. So if we have those three Power Five conferences play, and then out of that you decide a champion based on a playoff system, then you have a two couple of months off, and then you're going to start a whole new football season. It's going to be really weird to see, um, you know, the big the Pac-12 and the Big Ten play football in the spring, and maybe a couple of other independents or ACCs play. 
then what do you do for fall of 2021 where, you. you know, three conferences have just finished playing like a month ago? Thank you. See, that's my biggest question. How do you expect, how do they, at the present day, the way this looks like, you won't get a, a, a normalized football season until maybe 2022, maybe 23? Yeah, 2022. Because you can't start spring football until April. Yeah. Because there's no way you can have the Big Ten playing games in January. January, February, or probably March, because it's just going to be too cold to start the season off yeah. like that. And their spring football usually starts. Everybody's spring football usually starts in April. Yeah, around that. Yeah. About April. Yeah. Around April. Yeah. So at that point, that's April, May, June, and July. You can't start having games in the August first of September. Yeah. Be, be, because what if okay the underclassmen your body needs time to heal yeah so how Correct. in the world do they think they can run a season uh, uh whatever kind of season they trying to do in in spring and then come back and go right back into the fall yeah and then um then their draft uh possibilities <laughs> if i'm still Correct. playing I can't right. go to go to OTA. Like you said, with the with the NFL, they haven't changed anything scheduling wise. No, they may have pushed they may have pushed things back. Yeah, like they was like, we don't need preseason. Yeah. Two weeks, but yeah. they're still having the draft in May, yeah. even though yep. there may be spring football going on. Exactly. So but they see, haven't changed anything. But do you? But yep. if they ha- okay, say the big Big Ten, Pac twelve, have the um spring. Do you expect the big time players that's 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 looking to go into the draft? Do you even think they're gonna we even even show up? At- it's not it's not worth it for them. Like what they should do, if if they get told, okay, we're gonna have spring football, they should be out there practicing, you know, doing drills with just them or the team itself. But when it comes time to play, no, if you if no. your goal no, no. is are to you go even to- doing that? Are you, are you even no, doing that? You don't. No, because then your players, your your teammates are gonna look at like look at you crazy. Yeah. You, it's all or nothing. That's why the Justin Fields of the world, who's the quarterback at Ohio State, yes, sir. in the Big Ten. Hey, you're already gonna be the second quarterback taken behind Trevor Lawrence, regardless. So, start right now working on NFL drills. What if I was Justin Fields? What I would do right now is I would start. Uh, working out like I was in training camp for the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and mirror my my workouts and everything. Um, you know, start looking at film. You know, start preparing each and every single day as if I'm an NFL player and the things I need to do so that I can be ready for the draft. Yeah. Because he doesn't gain or lose anything by playing in the spring. Yeah, he has enough. He has enough film that anybody that was looking at him is still gonna look at him. Right. And one what? thing I will I suggest think Tua for him has though proven is that point. Yeah, Tua yeah. got yeah. hurt, but before that, everybody was like, Tua's the man. He got hurt. He still got drafted six overall. Right. I think it was six. So Justin feels the same way. Everybody's like, he got all the tools. He's gonna be right behind Trevor Lawrence. So no need to hurt yourself. 
you know, don't want to put that out there, but no need to risk hurting yourself playing a few games in the spring. Yeah, not Just start getting ready. Not, well, let me ask you this then. Don't for free. If, 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 so, right. so, yep. so, so now if you're Trevor Lawrence, do you be like, hey, okay, well, since they ain't going to do this, what's, why, why should I play? Well, he's already said he wants to play, but I, I don't know if he that's likes the, He loves him. the game. Yeah. I lo- I'm so, okay. Okay. Don't play. I lo- love the game, too, but we talking about dollars and cents, and didn't he just get engaged? Yep. So he got to, you know, pay for a wedding and everything here soon. Exactly. So, I thought the bride do that. Not not when your not when your hub will finna be. Not when you got money. Yeah. <laughs> not when your hub not when your hub will finna be the um Look, number one. His, his family got right. enough, but she better she better uh she better watch herself. Hey, but draft day, don't become a meme. What is the done? <laughs> done. Yes, what sir. is the purpose of um the NCAA? The purpose of the NCAA is to be as vague as possible oh, okay. and to make people feel like they know what they're doing. I mean, this is the worst job by Mark Embert and the NCAA, how you can sit there and have old FBI agents involved to find out that Reggie Bush got money from this person and this person and that Louisville is having chicks come through the side door but yet you can't sit down as a collective body and make a decision for all of the athletic directors and the presidents and say, hey, this is the best thing for all sports and college football included. It's a farce. So, so when does, does football get rid of the NCAA? When do they do that? Uh, the SEC is about to break away. If the SEC goes through and has a successful season, and by successful that means – it's sad to say nobody dies. Nobody dies. If they go through and they have a successful season, the SEC can say, we, we're we college football. Anybody else want to get on board? Let's work out this TV revenue money, which we already do, and let's make some things happen. Because in college football, there is no such thing as an NCAA champion. It is the college football playoff committee champion. But there is no NCAA champion. It's not sanctioned by the NCAA. Mm. They just follow the rules of it, but the playoff system is set up by the College Football Playoff Committee. So what was the now, point Division of this? Now, Division II and Division Three hand you that trophy, that you know generic trophy, because that is a sanctioned NCAA event. Mm. So what was the point of making this, there can, there can be no fall championship crown? The uh, FCS. Because, right, FBS. Yep. Because the FCS has a playoff. They yeah. Have a tournament. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, Ma- that's it. That's, so, so again, the NCAA so, doesn't sit there and hand you a trophy at the end of the year and say you are the best team in Division One college football based on our system because they don't have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's why, like you're saying, uh, Division Two, Division Three, they have a playoff system where you know each team plays this particular team and they're seeded, and then they have a chance to win with a trophy. Yeah. Like March Madness, like softball, volleyball, 
gymnastics. All those are NCAA sanctioned events, which is why earlier this year in the spring they could cancel them and say we, you know, there won't be a champion because we're suspending or postponing or canceling these events. Which is why also in the state of Mississippi, that's why they said, hey, Mississippi will never have a NCAA championship event come here because you have the Confederate flag as part of the state flag. So you see how much power they have, but yet they can't sit down and say, okay, college football, this is what we plan on doing. But And they steady be running from it. It's like he's like he 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 is like he is pumped by college football. Yeah. Well, he he benefits the most from it yeah. also. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to what he what he has to deal with on a probably a bigger scale than Roger Goodell is dealing with the uh just with the presidents and athletic directors of these schools and they have to consider the people who support those schools yeah the boosters so if he Mm -hmm. rocks the boat in any way that's going to be an issue and i i I think that goes especially for the any school in the south the acc and sec and the big 12 because like uh i'm working on this piece for uh another show about um all the schools in texas should have their can have their own yeah, conference. Texas could be yeah. a conference itself. Uh, but will Texas allow that? Yes. Texas, oh, the, yes. Like the University, the University of, Texas? of Texas. That's what I'm saying. Well, the University of Texas. It's not. A, a, they, they, they're not going to stop anything. It's Texas. If, te- if, but they if probably all feel the like rest they can of them the decide. Exactly. Okay. They think they would talk. They're, they're, they've been spending ever since Vince Young beat USC. They've been game. trying to come back. That's a great game. They were trying to come back <laughs> to the great, limelight. One of the best games yeah, ever. Game. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best ever. <sighs> yeah. 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 So, um, what happens if a kid dies? The Big 12, ACC, SEC. If one kid from either of those conferences... You have to stop what happens? everything. You shut down the season. You shut down the season. You have to. I mean, even if it was someone uh, someone from the SEC, like someone at, at Mississippi State or something like that, yeah. it doesn't affect, you know, someone at Boston College, but still, and they, and they don't play each other, but still, you got to shut it down. Okay, but didn't the, kid, the, didn't the kid from Penn State already pass from this? Yeah, but they didn't start playing yet. But oh, yeah, they weren't testing yeah. before. Yeah, they weren't before. playing and they weren't testing so as rigorously yeah. as they as they should be. Right, if they're going to play. Now, Nick Saban said something. This <laughs> guy. But he's but what he said was, the kids are safer here. Yeah. Yeah, I them, almost believe I, it, keeping it, them in a, in one location. Yes, you, you're keeping them in one safer. location. He knows the kids are dumb. Yeah, don't we all know that? I mean, the dude up in Seattle proved that, and he's a grown man. Well, the 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 whole the the Cardinals, man. the the St. Louis Cardinals proved that, didn't they? <sighs> that we're dumb. 
but when it's the co- when, when at on the college level, yeah, it's it's a it's a. It's a special kind of dog. Oh, I mean, because you're a teenager. You're the <laughs> first time you're, the first time like you're the, away from home. Okay, the, the Big Ten isn't playing. And I told you about this with Rutgers, the Rutgers football team. Uh-huh. 30 players team. tested positive. 30 players. You partying. Because no. they had a party. You, what, what do you go to college for? For real, what do you go to college for? <laughs> An education? No, 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 no. That's, that's the, second. That's, that's the second. That's secondary. That might be that's second party. party. Yeah. They, what do you go, go to for college life for? Experiences. You go to find. Yeah. You go to play, party, and maybe go to class. Yes. Apparently, you don't have to go to class because C's get degrees. Uh, hey, C's get degrees. So, yeah. but the question is, would you let the other students come back to campus? No. Who don't have this same vigorous testing schedule? Who don't have the same medical facilities? Who don't have the same da 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 da? da. And that's what Saving Point was. He yes. was like, if they stay home, they're not getting tested twice a week or once yeah. a week. You know, we're we're doing more testing. We're going to keep them safer if they're here, yeah, if they, as opposed to being at home. If sports are allowed, the athletes should be allowed back in if you are not involved with athletics and you have the capability of still getting your education off campus stay away but there there is there is an issue though as far as with the if if they're going to play the the kids have no kind of protection no, well, you that's bump been it. the way, unfortunately, with college sports. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about as far as not just that playing football in general. I mean, as far well, yeah. We're going to get to UGA. Let's get to UGA then, since y'all put it there right now. But what I, what I mean is that they don't have they're – still, they're still at risk. Just like with the NFL, yeah. with the professional athletes, they're at risk. They could still get the virus, but there are protections as far as – with their compensation, with uh, mm-hmm. the medical attention that they would receive, and and protocols for like, well, if I can't play, it's not going to affect my money. And the team is like, well, if you can't play, we can still get someone else to take his spot if necessary. Yeah. With, but with the college athletes, they're having the same risk. But if they don't play or or like like with the NFL, they can opt out and still get something. Yeah, they'll they still get, get a little bit of money. Yeah, but with the with the college athletes, if they opt out, they get nothing. And, and on a college football team, if you're not playing, whether you're hurt or suspended, you're invisible. Yeah, exactly. You're you're the odd man out, and it doesn't matter if you won the Heisman last year and you came back. You are invisible. Yes, you sir. Are nothing. So. The kids may be pressured from that regard. Like they may lose their scholarship, they may lose playing time. They're getting these kinds of threats. What's the hold on? What's the what's the what's the school? Um, is is uh, um, well the kids? They don't even know if they're on the team. The kids, some of the kids that has opted oh, out. I think Washington State. And they don't even yeah. know if they're on the team. They don't know if they're part of nothing. Yeah, they, they opted out, and they. Yeah, or, or they might, or they join that that Pac-12 coalition yeah, Pac-12 group to where mm-hmm. they don't they don't know if okay if I opted out, do I still have my scholarship? 
am I still on the team? Can I come back next year? That should or the scholarship issue should be the first thing that is looked at on an individual school basis. Like if if a athlete has said I choose to opt out because I don't feel safe health wise, they should not be penalized for that because the school already has that money. It's not like you're going to be, you know, in the hole or something. It's that or whatever. Just hold it. Okay. And then if next season, now next once season, you talk to that child and they say the same thing, that's when you be like, okay, but now what if you have held, to look at it. But what if you held this scholarship, but you got other kids that you, because you got a whole other class that's supposed to come in. That's what I'm saying. When it's time to look at, instead of like, because now they could, since they haven't started anything yet, those that have opted out, they could immediately be like, okay, I'm pulling well, somebody in your spot. And it's well, like, the, no. The, yeah, the schools aren't going to look at it. Look at that. The coaches are. And I feel like the coach is going to lean towards more, well, if he's not going to play, then we can give this scholarship to somebody else who will. Well, didn't the coach yeah. say something kind of sort of like that? Well, yeah. It, the coach at Washington like, State. Oh. Uh, if the, the players can, can opt, if they opt out for health concerns, that's one thing. Yeah. But you can't opt out. And join this coalition because y'all want to have some kind of protection and and compensation. But that's, that's a lot of coaches are against. But that. that's similar to someone being at a job, and they're saying like, "Okay, I need to take time off." Or oh, don't care that, the don't care that about you. And then job. now they're being, oh, then now they're trying to join unions. That's what I'm saying. Treated like employees. No, that's what, that's what I said. If they some way. if they're doing that, I could see why a coach would be like, "Well." I might as well put somebody else in your spot. But if it is just like, okay, you want to opt out for health reasons, those are the ones I'm saying they shouldn't be looked at on that first list of who do we give a scholarship that, to, that away That is up from. to the school. I think the NCAA board of directors or something like that has made the recommendation, hey, they shouldn't lose their eligibility yeah. uh, if they – That's a PR nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Elig- oh, but eligibility so, is different than scholarship. Well – Eligibility is right. different than scholarship. It is right. However, so it, it that is uh, it's up to the schools. Though. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's probably up to that coach that particular. So coach. so Don, let me ask you this then: Is now the best chance for these kids to be able to start a union? Oh, definitely. And I think they learned from Northwestern a few years ago when they tried to do it and were unsuccessful. You know, somebody had to pave the way to say, "Hey, this is not the best way to do it." So using certain terminologies, making sure that they stay there group, letting people know that, hey, we want to play. We just need these basic, simple human demands. Now, we all know that, you know, any type of conversation is going to be knocked out the books. Like, that's – the, the presidents of the 80s, they will never agree to paying them. That's why they're allowing them to have that name and likeness. But – Anytime, but you got to put everything on the table just in case, you know, somebody says, yeah, we'll give you everything. You, you always go all in and hope to chip back the, the main things that you wanted, which is making sure that your health is covered in case you get sick and that if anything after you finish playing college that you have health-wise that could be tied to the COVID-19 you're able to be covered for it because that's the main thing. This is a a virus that is mutating on a regular basis. So what one person may catch and be okay with, someone else may catch it and still have shortness of breath, you know, three, four years down the line. You know, 
they could probably still play ball, but it might be something that's just going to linger. You need to be taking care of that in case you're not able to go to that next level. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got a question, though. What if, so say the players are able to, as a unit, unionize. Does that, will that be affected by those that play for schools that are in states that are right to work states or non union states? Or is it just, if it's a break, if it's a a blanket athletic union for football, does that supersede whatever? the rule is and where I, they play. That's a great question. Yep, and, I, and I think that's why they're calling this a group, so that it's, it's certain terminologies and the fact that they're doing it as a collective conference. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten are doing this group of players from each of the schools to put these demands in place because they have the leverage right now. Everybody wants to see college football. Now is the best time for them to have, again, at least some of their demands met. And by calling it a group, I think they kind of skirts what you're saying, Starlight. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, we say it this way, use this terminology, we're not really unionizing. Hey, man. Well, I know we gotta go, but uh, off sports, UGA put out (laughs) the COVID-19 considerations. And this was pulled off. Y'all heard about it? Anybody heard about this? Listen, you are your safest sex partner. Practice solo sex or limit the number of sexual partners you have. They really posted that at oh, the yes. school? It was posted. On, well, yeah. that's what they do at UGA. You know, they 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 not as smart as them people down on the plains of Auburn. So they took but, something but, that has been trending on the internet for about the past couple of months and really posted it as a school. No, no, no. This, this is, it, it was posted on university's website. I they, get you know, that, so, but yeah. that same yeah. verbiage has been going around in memes for a while. Like that, it literally, I mean, I want to say yes, it probably did come from actual medical and see people. and see down there in auburn they don't put stuff out like this so they students gonna be got <laughs> well, covid and everything but, just but, going in and but out but also with with auburn um hey, when but, you when you when you quarantine with your family you with all your partners ain't you yeah, pretty much oh pretty much oh. hey but let me tell you my favorite one of, of this it says avoid kissing and be creative with sexual positions that reduce Close face-to-face contact. But they also say don't go near the back end either because hey, it's transferred there. Too, hey, I don't. Hey, I didn't see that. They didn't I, don't, put that I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't see how hover hands can apply. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like yeah. Try hover hands. I don't. I don't think that's going to satisfy. Hey man. Hey Don. <laughs> appreciate you, my brother. Tell them where they can find you at, my brother. Man, I appreciate y'all. Make sure you uh, check out DNA Sports Talk right here at 1100 AM and follow DNA Sports Talk all social media platforms, especially dnasportstalk.com. Hey, man, we really appreciate it. And, uh, boy, I swear I would like to see you and that other guy at the same place at the same time. <laughs> a boy. I mean, y'all, y'all be throwing same, me up. Same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to catch I'm going to. I think I'm going to have to pull up here and see what kind of split screen they running because <laughs> I swear when I when I see it, I see two people. I really see two people, but I just don't think it's two people. <laughs> no, I can't. Hey, you know where we at Monday night? Pull up. I'm going to have to. I'm going I'm to show how to pull up on you on Monday night. But y'all, it's about that time. My man. To sweep the flows, clean the clippers. 
Start like the bathroom been waiting on you. The bathroom yours. The shop is now closed. Talking random. 